0: Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man podcast proudly presented by the New York Post, a show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Coming up, I'll talk to Doug e. Fresh about coming up in Harlem, working with Slick Rick the Ruler, and his new DC Go-Go-Inspired album. This one's for Chuck Brown. Up next, Doug E. Fresh. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose And welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast Proudly presented by the New York Post A show where we cover trends in fashion, entertainment, current events And everything in between You know the rules Download the podcast Leave a five-star rating What's been your favorite theme? Who's been your favorite guest? Use your phone Text someone Email someone I have so many people that come up to me when I'm walking the streets of New York, Atlanta, Detroit, Los Angeles, Philadelphia. These are all places I've been the last two weeks. And each of them acknowledge the good old fashioned soul food that they're getting from the Renaissance Man podcast. I appreciate the love. Thank you for the support. This week's theme is life for the party. That's who you want to be. The kind of person that people miss when you're not in the room because you bring something special to the table that is essential. I'm a big personality. I love to have fun. I love to keep the party going. But you don't have to have the spotlight to be the person that keeps everyone hype. Maybe you're the person with the fire playlists who people want to pass around the aux cord to, or the organizer, the planner, who knows how to get the right vibe and connect the right people at the right time. Perhaps you're the shy person who stands against the wall while everyone else is dancing, but you bought the insane artichoke dip though that everybody talks about, so they definitely make sure to invite you. In parties, in work, in life, You want to make sure that you are showing up and contributing in ways that show people that you are necessary, that not having you there would be a deficit. So pick up this game that I'm putting down. Don't crash the party, be the party. My next guest knows all about that. Dougie Fresh is a human beatbox. MC and hip-hop pioneer with legendary hits like Lottie Dottie keep rising to the top and Ayo hey, alright if you know you know ain't no party like a Dougie Fresh party coming up I'll talk to Dougie Fresh about coming up in Harlem working with Slick Rick the Ruler and his new DC Go-Go inspired album this one's for Chuck Brown. Up next, Doug E. Fresh. Hi, I'm Jalen Rose, and welcome to the Renaissance Man Podcast, proudly presented by the New York Post. A show where we cover trends, in fashion, entertainment, current events, and everything in between. Our next guest is an icon, and not just in hip hop. The human beatbox, Dougie Fresh, is an innovator in the music industry, period, point blank. And over 30 years, still knows how to rock a party better than anyone. His new album, Chuck Brown, Dougie Fresh salutes the Godfather of Gogo is out right now. Make sure you support that. It is my honor to welcome Doug E.
1: Fresh. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you for having me. And uh, you got a you got a real team over there. I just want to ju- I just want to <laughs> shout out your team.
0: You Thank got you. a dream
1: team. Bro, Thank you, that's family. That's all I want to say.
0: I appreciate you know that. I mean? I appreciate that. You that know, I had them stalk real. you. I wanted them to stalk you until we got you on the show. <laughs> I'm a huge fan and you're a legend. No, and I couldn't wait son. to ask you because as a Detroiter, one of the cities I always looked at as it related to like their renaissance and fashion and like brothers thriving was Harlem. I always admired it. So what was it like for you growing up in Harlem? And when did you discover hip hop?
1: Well, that's a that's an incredible question. And it's like there's so many levels to it, but I'ma condense it and I'm gonna tell you, you know, I'm my family is from Trinidad and from Barbados. And as a kid, I would go back and forth from Barbados to Harlem. And then my family locked it down in Harlem. And Harlem growing up around Apollo, you know, the Tree of Life bookstore, you know, Malcolm X used to be talking. On different corners, you know, you had the Nation of Islam out there in Harlem. Harlem was that movement. So, as a kid growing up, I was open to hearing all kinds of music, all kinds of culture, all kinds of style. You know, you had the um, like a lot of the dances, a lot of the dressing. AJ Lester's like the gazelles you got on the gazelles. I yes, you. indeed. Through back. Oh, no doubt. No. You see, what y'all, look, you see look, what y'all look, started? You see what y'all started? Look, look, look. When I got on and I seen them, I ain't going to say nothing, but I'm going to start with the gazelles, bro. You know what I'm saying? And back then they had champagne, cologne. So look, mm-hmm. Harlem was on fire. But my sister, growing up was going to school, she was older than me. And you know, and she came home one day and she told me about a guy named DJ Hollywood. Mm. And I said, who is that? She said, he, he he's a rhymer, he's an MC, he does this. And I said, well, what does he do, what does he do? She started saying the rhyme. Uh, the little rhyme I said. She said. She said. Ring a ding a ding the dong the dong dong the dang the dang 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 the dong dong. Here, hop, shoo out like. She started going in. So when she went in, I was like, Yo, this is crazy. I want to be a part of that. I never thought that I would become so close with DJ Hollywood. So hmm. Hollywood, after I learned that rhyme and after I was around him, I mean, well, after my sister told me, I learned from DJ Hollywood directly. So a lot of what you're saying about me doing parties and shows mm-hmm. and things like that, I watched it close up in person. I seen Hollywood, I seen Love Bug, I seen Busy B. And these guys was rocking with out records. Mm-hmm. Completely different situation, bro. Mm-hmm.
0: Completely different situation. So paint the picture for the audience. You're talking about being a master of ceremony, rocking the crowd. Busy B, DJ Hollywood, they're rocking a the crowd Not Hot with a record.
1: None. They, they didn't need a record, Jalen. They didn't even need a record. Like I'm saying that they would pack the place, wow. they would turn the party out, Everything will be no. based on skills. See, yo, know, and I was doing a, I was doing a, a conversation with Nas not too mm. long ago. Mm-hmm. And, and I said something to him and he flipped it back to me and he made me look at something that I really didn't see because I'm living it. But I learned that technique that don't exist. Mm. See, if you think about it, most people have a record. And when mm-hmm. they have a record, they perform the record. Uh-huh. And after the record is over, you know, it's good. You clap and everything. Mm. These dudes got up there with just straight skills. Mm. So I learned the technique of whether you have a record. I don't even have to do a record. Mm. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna take you to a place you didn't even think you can mm. go. Right. You know what I mean? And it's and it's kind of like the way go-go music is. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just a it's a it's a celebration, it's a feeling. So That technique I learned a long time ago before a lot of these, um, before I started making records. So when I made records, I just applied that technique with records, you see what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely, And, and then they started putting songs on wax and as somebody that was born in the early 70s, I initially got exposed to that via Rapper's Delight. And right. then all of a sudden it was the message. And I saw Melly Mel broken glass everywhere. And everywhere. I was like, yo.
1: So when you heard Rapper's Delight, Rapper's Delight was really originally supposed to be done with Lovebug Starsky. Mm. But Lovebug Starsky was already popular in the street because he was up under Hollywood. So mm. you got Lovebug Starsky and 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 mm. Hollywood was the mm. guy who was the foundation. So. When, when in Sugar Hill, Sylvia Robinson and Joe Robinson, they wanted some guys to rap. So they put together this crew called Sugar Hill Gang. That is a section in Harlem called Sugar Hill. So mm. now, you know, I'm giving you the real breakdown. Mm, that I'm is, you know, yes. Give giving me the real breakdown. Yes. So, and and Master G wrote his rhymes, Wonder Mike, incredible flow, wrote his joint, Big Bang Hank, was a dude who used to hang out with Grandmaster Caz, mm. And it was cool. So Kaz gave him some rhymes to say on the record. So when you hear hotel, motel, and that whole mm. flow right there, Grandmaster Caz wrote it. And Grandmaster Caz's original name was Casanova Fly. Mm. So that's why on the record, he, he says, "I'm the C A S and the O V A, right? See, because it. Big Bang Hank ain't casting over fly, but well, oh, hold on, right. well, hold yeah,
0: on, right. oh, this, 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 this is this is like legendary. So, but he also say in that song, Big Uh-oh. Bang Hank never let an MC steal your rhyme. So he's right. stealing somebody else's rhyme while he doing that. So."
1: so well, See, look, so phone, so what's phone up with that? Head,
0: my phone shook. He he yeah, said, "Don't he, he say never let an MC steal your rhyme." While he's well, spelling Casanova's right. name,
1: right? Well, see, but see, the real reason is is because, from the way the story go, Grandmaster Kaz gave him the rhymes because Grandmaster Kaz is one of the most greatest lyricists mm-hmm. in hip hop. You got three guys who are at. Mount Rushmore in hip-hop mm. in the first generation right you have you have Melly Mel which is what you just sung the mm. song you have Grandmaster Caz and mm. you have Cool Mo D those mm. three guys there's multiple styles that came out of them so when Caz gave him the rhymes it wasn't like no big deal because he had thousands you see what I'm saying so I don't think Hank really thought that this record would have became what it became. Like this record is one of the greatest hip hop songs ever created. These Mm -hmm. dudes are still touring to this day. And Big Bang Hank ain't even here no more, Mm -hmm. you know? But those two guys, Master G and Wonder Mike, are still touring to this day. And Grandmaster Kaz, I mean, it makes a really unbelievable story to say, your rhymes are on the first hip hop song to
0: ever Crazy. explode
1: worldwide. That's Crazy. not a bad thing to say,
0: that's not At a bad all. thing to say. At all, and when <laughs> I started to fall in love with rap music, by the way, and this is when they taught writing in school, I got a chance to actually physically see cast write rhymes on a piece of paper. Excellent right. penmanship, no right. mistakes.
1: Right. He used to write so neat, right? I, I, I was shocked, that i was be like, damn, like, you know what I mean? Like, what is this, is, like, what is he? Is he trying to, it's crazy you picked that up, yo. I don't even know nobody that ever said that to me except you, bro, it's like unbelievable, man.
0: And, and <laughs> absolutely, and, and you were the figurehead, by the way, of the iconic, get fresh crew, say what, say what, say what, chill will Barry get B, Rick, and slick right. Rick. How did that's the right. get fresh crew form?
1: Well, to get fresh crew form, because at the house, I would go to Barry's house after school and I would be practicing over there. And that's when Barry came up with the name, Yo, you should do this human beatbox, because his mother came in the room and I'm in there going, <coughs> If you don't see me, right? <laughs> So his mm-hmm. mother, cause he lived in the projects, the rooms was like this. Right. So his mother would come into the room. She said, what was that beat? That was a nice beat. Mm-hmm. And Barry said, that wasn't no beat. That was him. That was him. Wow. And I said that, and she said, that was a nice beat. So then that's when Barry said, yo, you should do the human beatbox and you should call it that. So mm-hmm. that was the introduction to the beatbox. And then it started to, to to like travel throughout the whole city. Then I had Barry as a DJ. Now, normally, as you know, you have one DJ and you don't have two. Now, Chill Mm -hmm. Will was my DJ, too. So, Barry was in another group. But when his group went to college and I was still making records, Uh, I said, nah, Barry got to come with me. You know what I mean? uh, So, when Barry came with me, I made them both learn how to cut together. mm -hmm. So, this was the first time you ever seen a crew with two DJs that worked together.
0: Duh. Right, right.
1: It's crazy, right? It's crazy how that happened. And then Rick used to try to win an MC contest, and it was all it was hard for him to win because they would always try to, you know, trick him and not give him what he really should deserve. You know, give him his real props. Mm-hmm. So one day he was seeing me through the city performing because, like I told you, I learned from Hollywood, mm-hmm. I learned from Busy B. I I learned from Love Bug. I was there with Melly Mel. I learned mm-hmm. from Grandmaster Caz, The Cold Crush. So uh, Rick wanted to be on. So one day he came over to me and he was like, he seen me on the street. He said, yo, man, I'm nice, man. I said, yo, man, I know you might be nice, but I got to go. I got to go to another show. He'd be at that show. He'd be at another show. Jalen, everywhere I went, this dude was there, right? So one day I said, I said, yo. I said, I said, yo, I said, yo, I got to give him a shot. I said, yo, That's so dope. I took him over to Will's house. And when I took him over to Will's house, he started singing Lottie Dottie. And mm. it was so funny. It was so funny. And then I said, yo, let's do this. Let me put the beat to it. Let me switch it up. Let me say some words in it. Mm. And then let's mm. do it like that. And when mm. we did it, it hit. see, because before Lottie Dottie came out, it was already on a cassette tape in the street in God. 84 mm. and then after that then we put it on record and now you know i don't even got to explain what it is now
0: absolutely and, and and i'm glad you went there because you've been a part of so many songs that have really become what i consider like the blueprint of hip-hop and you mentioned the making of Lottie dotty and even right. a song like the show but i have to ask you because fit, you invented the fifth rail in beatboxing you got slick rick Y'all only made a couple of songs together.
1: Right, right, right,
0: right. I couldn't believe this as a kid. Right, 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 what happened, Dougie?
1: (laughs) Yo, your conversation is so real. Your conversation (laughs) is so real. Look, look, and and, and I'm going to give you the real back. What happened is, is that I'm 17 years old, all right? And after we came out with these records, you know, there was a lot of different conflict with a lot of people trying to kind of like break us up. I mean, well, not I can't say break us up. they were just they they felt that it was a little bit challenging, you know what I mean because run DMC was out mm-hmm. and different groups was out, but nobody really had that kind of impact right. because like I was like I'm explaining to you, it was the performance skills.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: now we're making records. And then we're also creating new styles that never existed.
0: Mm-hmm. You know
1: what I mean? On a level that's crazy. crazy. So what happened is that I think personally that we were young. I felt a little bit. Like in my in my spirit, a little offended. My ego might have been a little mm. shaken when I felt like you know Rip thought that I was doing something that I wasn't doing. Mm. So instead of me, like say for example, you know you with your boy and he say, "Yo, yo, yo, Jalen, you took my, you, did you take my, my 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 jacket off the chair?" And you would be like, "Yo, what you talking about? Why are you even asking me? You right. know I ain't that dude." Right. So then, but then you take it personal. And now you feel like, yo, you know what? I ain't even hanging out with you, man, because, you know, you know, I don't even I can't even see how you even thought that I would do that. You know what I mean? So I think that it was more of that kind of personal energy that we felt and we were young. I mean, I'm 17 years old. You know, I put the money out to make the record. You know, Mm. I put the team together to make the record. You know, I think I'm I, I have to say I'm the first. Hip hop artist to ever own his own masters. Mm. You know what I mean? At that time, nobody was owning their masters, but I put up the money. That's why I own the masters. You know what I mean? So it just became a different dimension. But I look at it this way too Great Adventures of Slick Rick. If we stayed together, because he wouldn't have had the ability to expand the way he did. Or Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have got a world's greatest entertainer from Dougie because I wouldn't have been able to expand the way Mm -hmm. I did. Because we were two different entities that needed room to breathe. But that's why we still tour to this day and we still family and we have grown and we close.
0: That's love. And I actually ran into him recently in Miami, got a chance to say what's up to him. And the way that you describe that and still both of you guys it ended up working out for the better. Kind of reminds me of NWA in a lot of ways. How right. when Ice Cube initially left, people thought that he was making the worst decision ever and it ended up in the long run being the best for all of them involved because each of them went on to have blossoming careers.
1: And what you're saying is, is, is powerful because I think that sometimes there's, unless it's organized and set up properly, a lot of artists that work together don't make it on their own.
0: Correct. They have
1: to be together. But certain artists can make it on their own. Mm-hmm. But when I brought him in, then we became to we got together. And it was just that the combination was so powerful. And I think that what he's done, you know, throughout the years with Def Jam and stuff like that has been phenomenal. And I've always been proud of him. You know, I was not happy when he went through his situation where he got locked up and all of that that didn't make me feel good and that's why I did everything I could I brought in the governor Mm -hmm. and everything to help sure that he didn't get so even though on the front it looked like you know maybe we wasn't together but I was always with him it just felt like I couldn't be with him the way I was because I felt if there's no trust there's no relationship you know what I mean but and then I also felt that I I don't have to have a friend to be a friend,
0: Mm. you know,
1: you know, so I'm going to be there for you, you know, right. So I was there for him with that. And then when he got out, then we got together and we did a big concert where it was the launching of his album. And I came there, didn't want nothing, got Mm. on with him. And then after that, we did the tour with Chris Rock. So, you know, so I was like, look, I guess I did the right thing. You know yes, what I'm saying?
0: Yes, it worked out for everybody involved. And I, right. couldn't, I couldn't talk to Dougie Fresh and not talk right. to you about fashion. Let's take, take <laughs> me back to mid 80s hip hop style. It's still inspirational. The chains, the tracksuits, the Gumby cuts. Right. You know, right. like, right. 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 what was your flyest outfit you remember rocking at the time? And just take me back into style because I'm from Detroit. So I got a chance to live Detroit, through you guys style, through like baby. Beach Street and Crush right, Groove, right, right. you know, right, right. that gave us a right. glimpse into the window of New York City. In particular, it's a hip hop in Harlem.
1: Well, let me tell you, man, if you live in Harlem, it was so deep, Jalen, that if you don't get a haircut, the whole neighborhood would 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 bark on you and mm. snap on you. Mm. If you come out and not dress right, it was a wrap for you. When I went and got my fade down the block at the barber shop the whole neighborhood came and was looking through the window like, he's getting ready to cut it, he's getting ready to cut the like that. So, yo, and, and Dapper Dan Legend. lived right, he lived right, it's like, look, you just knock on Dapper Dan's door, be like, how you doing, is Dap here? And so it was, you know, It was it was everybody being free with their fashion. And that's one of the things I always liked about the D. The D is about, look, Mm -hmm. we're gonna be colorful, we're gonna wear them gators, Uh, we're gonna say what, we're gonna say what to the haters. Like meaning it was always about just being yourself instead of trying to pretend to be somebody else. And 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 when I was doing my thing, you know, back then, it was about me trying to make sure that people had my image my style. It was mm. about flavor. It was about, you know, like you got on right now, them gazelles. Mm. It was about mm. having on, you know, red leather outfits. You know mm. what I'm saying? Custom made, baby. Mm. You know what I mean? And then, and then, right, right, right. And then other people were having on, um, the thick chains, but I had on, you know, the Cuban link, Ooh. which was, which was solid, which was solid. So, Ooh. so don't like, it was always, it was always, you better watch what we doing here, you <laughs> know <laughs> You know?
0: Took right. it to the whole yeah. different level.
1: Truck jewelry. And I remember, I, yo, I remember when he had one chain, it was <laughs> one chain with an R on it, right? One day I'm gonna <laughs> let you see the picture. And now, and when I look at it, I'd be like, yo, he was what He wanted to be this so bad, and now wow. that's why. I like it. when he travels, he put his jewelry in like a separate case. I mean, he travels with like damn it, like close to a million dollars worth of jewelry. It's only right. He's royalty.
0: <laughs> I, I wouldn't right. expect yeah. anything else. You oh, know what I mean? He, you guys He's birthed worldly. so many different like elements of hip hop, but I want to ask you something. And, and and you brought his name up. Please let the game know who Dapper Dan is when I'm watching paid in full video and I see Eric being rocking with the Gucci leather coat on and the hats and the furs, please give them the game about Dapper Dan. Yo, let me tell you
1: something. Dapper Dan was the answer to your problem, bro. You go in there with any idea, any style, anything you had on your mind, Dapper Dan had a group. Had a crew of Africans, precision, mm. skilled at putting together whatever was on your mind. Mm. Dap would sit up there like the whole MCM, the whole Gucci prints, the Louis prints. You know, you I, any performance outfit I had, I used to have Dap going there and make it mm. for me. I mm-hmm. tell him what to do. He write it down on a paper, and he put it down. And 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 the the reason why Dap was so effective is because he listened to what mm, was going man. on and then he would enhance. Like if I took you to DAP today and I say, yo DAP, my man Jay needs something real crazy. He see sky blue mm. and he wanted, you know, he'd be like sky blue, yeah, yeah, I like that. And then he'll take it and then he'll start drawing, right? <laughs> then when he like, drawing, he'll be like, yo, okay, so what you wanna do? You want it to drop like this, you want it to this. And then what he do, he come in and he measure you piece by piece, and, mm-hmm. and Dap was also a guy, he wasn't drinking, wasn't smoking, wasn't mm-hmm. getting high, Dap was mm-hmm. focused. And that's mm-hmm. why even all these years later, Dap got a store yes. in Harlem that Gucci gave him, yes. specifically for him to do his thing. You know what I'm saying? You yes.
0: Know I'm- Next to him, I'm pretty sure you know Shea and Guy, 5001 Flavors, oh, I had them wow. making stuff for me, Since early 2000s, I met them through a stylist named Rachel Johnson, who went on to style so many people in the NBA like LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, she introduced me to them. And since then, I've been getting stuff made from them. So when you see me dressing, a lot of that is from 5001 Flavors. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's a mean little joint you got on right there. <laughs> yeah,
1: appreciate I that. Yo, I, and honestly, honestly, you know, because I'm at a spot right now. If I wasn't here, I was like, damn, I should have put on. Like, I'm looking at you. <laughs> you got the gazelles. You got that. Well, I'm right? the
0: host of the show, man. You're a legend, so we get a chance nah, to see you nah, dressed nah. up all of the time when you're doing shows. And, and, yeah, and by brother. the way, like, I have to ask you this because. I've always appreciated the fact that not only were you about getting the party started extremely talented, but you continue to reinvent yourself decade after decade after decade. And that's extremely honorable. What are some of your favorite chants? You got so many, like what is your favorite? What is some of your favorite Dougie fresh chants?
1: Well, let me tell you, man, honestly, You know, when I'm going like from the show, from going, here we go. Here we go. Come on. Come on. You know what I mean? (laughs) That, that, that kind of energy to me has always been Harlem. It's always been rooftop. But I'll tell you one time I was in Africa and this is no lie. And I was in the bush and I swear, I said, Hey, Oh, and somebody said, I. <laughs> and when, they, when they said that, when they said that, I was thinking. I said, I said, yo, I said it could. I said, look, out of all the things that could happen in the bush, there's a dude in here. I don't know if he's from Brooklyn. I don't know if he heard this on the radio. I don't know what. But, but like you know, you go AO and you hear hide in the bush. I may have to say that might be the one because. It's, it's, you know what it is? We are a call and response people. We Mm -hmm. engage, we interact. And that's why even this new project that I did right now, this Go-Go project, this one's for Chuck Brown, is so important.
0: Yeah, Jamila, my super producer, she was so happy to hear you was doing the Go-Go
1: album. Bro, it's for real. And that's what people don't understand. See, the reinvention is about you not being afraid to be who you really are and do what you really feel and let it be what it is. Mm -hmm. Because everybody, look, everybody is not gonna get it. But when they get it and those that get it, they are gonna really get it. And some people may get it later, so it's Mm -hmm. okay. So a lot of people don't know this man called Chuck Brown the way they should know him. But you hear his music all the time. When you hear busting Loose, when you hear Nelly do what he did, mm. when you seen The Button school days, when you seen hey, Song Pepper hey. do go-go, mm. right? When you when you heard Beyonce Crazy in Love, like you are hearing go-go, but you don't even know that the dude that created this go-go is the godfather of mm. it, Chuck Brown. So I felt.
0: You I didn't know, know either. I didn't know either. That this, this made oh. me do some homework. This one's for Chuck Brown. You're saluting the Godfather of Gogo. I'm like, "Hold on, I got to do some homework now. Please let them know exactly who Chuck oh, Brown is."
1: God. As a kid, I'd play in the game room around my block pool, you know, keeping us off the street, little mm. games and stuff yep. like that. Pac-Man and all these mm. other things. I would put a quarter in the jukebox every Every chance I get and play this song called Bustin' Loose. After this, I would play it like, and I would be beating them in the pool games after I'd be playing it. Like, I I felt like the song was giving me luck. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Your theme song. Every every, every good hero needs a theme (laughs) song, you know? Yes. So then then in 85, the show came out and I'm performing at this place called Capital Center. Capital Center is equivalent to Madison Square Garden, but bigger Mm. so I'm there with Run DMC this is our first show I get there with Run DMC Run comes in the back and say yo we had a sound check he say yo tonight's gonna be a crazy night and I'm like yeah yeah it's gonna be crazy I'm getting ready to I'm gonna burn this joint down (laughs) in my mind and then he said he said he said you ever seen Chuck Brown I said nah man but I love this music he said you ever seen Go-Go I said no he said, you never been to a bogo?" I said, no, nah. he said, tonight, I guy dressed, or I went to the hotel, got dressed early, came back, and I went to this show to watch Chuck Brown. When he got on, Jay, I'm telling wow. you, it is no words to describe. It was 20,000 people in this joint, and mm-hmm. everybody was like, Ooh, and everybody was like, and you've seen the whole joint moving like, like damn near, like, like the uh-huh. sea, like one motion, right? I got, after he got off, I ran to the back. I said, yo man, this was crazy. I never seen nothing like that. He said, this is your first go-go, ain't it? Mm. It's your first go-go. I said, yeah. He said, well, welcome. He said, I like your stuff. He said, but now you are gonna see what DC is all about. And from that day until the day he transitioned, we stayed tight and I performed with him on the Capitol lawn. And we had this bond that was unbelievable. So one day I was laying down, and something said, yo, you need to write this about Chuck Brown. Mm-hmm. So I just wrote it, you know, cause spiritually mm-hmm. songs come right. to artists. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to think about it. It just right. come to you. Mm-hmm. So I just followed the energy. And when I wrote it, the whole album came together. And then when the album came together, Biz came to one of the shows, jumped on and start beatboxing and DJing. Mm-hmm. Cause Biz started with me too. Biz right. started back in '82 with me,
0: mm. so
1: so having him on this project with Chuck Brown, oh man, this is like, you know, this is this is supposed to happen.
0: You yes, know? I had to ask a couple of follow up questions because you're a local hero in DC after working with Biz and, and, and DJ Cool, and so right. please, and as you mentioned, we did lose Biz, rest in peace. He actually performed at a charity event I had in Chicago in the early 2000s. He came, he DJed, he had a great weekend. I miss that wow. brother, I love that brother. He's a legend in the game. So please tell me your favorite Biz Mark story.
1: Man, Biz, I'll tell you this one. Biz met me in 82 and he was rhyming and he was in Long Island, a place called Shirley Long Island. I was on the show with Lovebug Starsky, Cold Crush Brothers, and Biz was like a—he was an upcoming artist, and it was on a flyer from a from these guys promoters called Mike and Dave, and they were local promoters, but they was expanding to Long Island. So, long story short, I get there, I'm doing the beatboxing. So Biz, his DJ wasn't really that good. So when he when he got off, I came over to him. I said, "Yo, man, you got a lot of you got a lot of heart, man." I said, you know, you seem like you ready to, to really get it rolling. He said, yo, man, I am. Let me get your number. Let me get your number. So I gave him my number. Then he called me every day, right? And then one day he said, he said, he said, yo, I'ma come to Harlem. I'ma come to Harlem. He came to Harlem. Yo, I come home. He's in the house with my mother and my grandmother sitting in there. Crazy, yo. And then my grandmother said, Yeah, I just sent him to the store to go get me some cigarettes. And my mother said, Yeah, he just went over there to go. I was like, Yo. How did he like, how did he get so like, like in the family that quick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And after that, I could not shake him. I couldn't shake him. Like everywhere I go, Biz would go. And then he started DJing cause he would go by my DJ's houses. And he, when he couldn't get me, he would go over there. So he started practicing DJing. So it was always like a little thing he loved. So when he started to explode, like all the rappers in the game back then, Mm -hmm. most of them used to bring their music by for me to hear it. Mm -hmm. He said, yo, you got to tell me what you really think of this record. I mean, just tell me the truth. And they liked me because I tell the truth, you know? So I played it. And when he got to the part where he was about to sing, Yo Jalen, I laughed so hard (laughs) that I had to leave (laughs) out my house. (laughs) I had to walk down the block. I was crying. because I was like saying, yo, did this dude really do this? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, did he really? Oh, go this far? Baby, you. B, it was so crazy. Like, I mean, when I say crazy, I can't even like I'm, I'm my eyes watering, thinking about how wild it was when he did. And he was sitting there like this, serious, like, so what you think? When I came back in, I was wiping my eyes. I said, yo, you must let this record out. I said, you must, I said, I don't care what other record people are telling you let out. This is the one. Mm-hmm. And that was our relationship. We were like wow. this, man.
0: That's like classic. this, you know wow. what I mean? Yeah, man. That's yeah. iconic. That's iconic. Real, bro and, I, real, and real. I And I definitely appreciate you taking out the time. And again, I want to make sure everybody knows to make sure right now, go out there and cop. This one's for Chuck Brown, Dougie Fresh, salutes the godfather of go go but before i let you get out of here i have a rapid fire segment called gone in 60 seconds you ready to do this oh man hold on then i gotta think i'm gonna take a <laughs> yeah See, yeah I get guess. hydrated you,
1: you, yeah like, you gotta get oh hydrated God. for this
0: one. name an artist that you're listening to now that you feel is pushing hip-hop forward
1: i would give it in the new, the new, the new Anybody that you
0: say your range is from the '70s. So anybody you feel that's currently an artist that you feel like is pushing hip hop forward? I would give it to Boston Rocks. Mm, but I have to ask you, and again, and I know you're in transit, so I appreciate you taking time. But I'm normally watching you wear some fly glasses. Which designer has the shades you rock the most?
1: The designer that got the shades I rock the most is usually, um, uh, I think either Tom Ford or mm. Gucci. Mm. But I'm actually gonna design my own. Mm. That's that. what I'm gonna do now. That's right. That's you right. need
0: that. Stay right. tuned. Right. Stay
1: tuned. Right. Besides, right. so
0: nice. hey, yo, all right, which club battle cry? Is your favorite by anyone, not necessarily yours? Your favorite club uh, battle cry.
1: I mean, well, I don't know if I could say it on here, but all I could do is the music. see murder. Den, 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 yeah, you can. Yeah, den, oh yeah, den, oh, yeah. Den, oh that's a good one. Den, den, den,
0: that's a den, good one. Ooh, that's yeah. a great one. Oh,
1: God, I can't even believe how crazy that is. That's like, <laughs> my is down from
0: yeah,
1: cause down from my
0: great answer. <laughs> die for my right right well i want to thank you for joining me but but more importantly i want to thank you for being a hero and an icon and while you've done an amazing job over decades entertaining us i appreciate how you've always represented our culture with class i'm forever grateful for you i love you and i appreciate you my brother
1: love you too my brother and thank you for this time and i
0: appreciate it Last call. Last call! Last call! I'd like to thank Dougie Fresh for stopping by. He's been in the game so long and still inspired by the game, still inspired by hip hop. And I appreciate the fact that he continues to push the culture forward. One thing that struck me was hearing him talk about his beef. Two of my favorite people Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick. And how, even when they had their issues, they were still happy for one another. That is a sign of two people who respect each other as artists, brothers, and more importantly, as men. It's still head scratching to me. I can't front. And it's crazy that we only got a couple of songs from them working together, but those songs are iconic. The way they kept it cool didn't speak ill of each other in the press, and still respect each other's art, paved the way for both of them to have even better solo projects actually, and eventually reconcile. I think it's important to remember that respect is earned and that while you should always stick up for yourself and defend what's rightfully yours, try, just try not to let your disagreements get ugly. Sometimes you gotta walk away and agree to disagree. Trust me, you'll live a lot longer if you vibrate higher and wish the best for people you don't see eye to eye with. And I'm still holding out hope for a Dougie Press Slick Rick reunion tour. We need that to happen, fellas. I'm the Renaissance Man. See you next week.